Grom. I have never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good men or bad. Why we bought, why we sold on eBay. All that matters is that 50 cent Captain Kirk Migo action figure. That's what's important. Cheapness pleases you, Grom. So grab me one request. Grab me the fruit of suburbia's garage sales. Let me drive those dealers away from that box of records and hear the lamentations of the children as I buy their Star Wars toys for a quarter. And if you do not listen, then to hell with you! And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Hello and welcome to a new season of Garage Sale Glow. I'm Chris Honeywell and right there at the top you heard the prayer to Grom. And I don't know if I've explained who Grom is yet, but Grom is the the god of garage sales. And we'll be invoking his name quite a lot in the future here. It's a new season of garage sailing in Rochester, New York. Which if any of you are familiar with this area, we basically have winter, then we have about 15 seconds of spring and then it's summer and basically that's where we are now i'm i went from wearing thermals to work to wearing shorts every day and all the windows open and last week last friday was the first day of garage sailing season it's not like an official day or anything but it just sort of happens when you know you get that first weekend where you know there's going to be good weather on either side of the of the weekend and uh that's what it was it was a beautiful it was actually almost 90 degrees by noon that day sunny and just awesome so uh, uh of course um yeah well you know sort of in between when i last left you um it's been kind of a slow winter, eBay-wise. I've been playing this little game with eBay that I have a feeling a lot of people play. They try to get you to open an eBay store, which I think costs like 13, 15 bucks a month. And with that eBay store, you can put up as many auctions as you want, and then they'll charge you their, their listing fee if the item sells. Uh, the problem with that is you do that and on top of it there's $13 and uh, basically for me I have about 200 items that haven't sold that are just sort of sitting there in the unsold category and every once in a while eBay probably twice a month will give you like 10,000 free um, auctions and usually it costs 30 cents to put an auction up so I'll put up all my old auctions and pretty much invariably two or three things will sell at least every time I put that stuff up so it works out for eBay it works out for me but at the same time I don't have to pay any fee to put all the stuff up I'll just pay it if the stuff sells if not it was free so there's really no incentive for me to have an eBay store it's just not financially smart for me to just spend the extra $13 for no reason when they'll let me post it for free so I'm trying to see how long they do that before 
they figure it out and it's one of those weird things where you know they don't want to force you to do it because you're sort of in a cooperative business arrangement with them so they want you to make money so they'll make money so it'll be interesting to see how that goes but that's what I was doing all winter is just sort of relisting stuff and just throwing stuff up that aren't I wouldn't call hot sellers at all just stuff that I know if it sits around somebody's eventually gonna buy it and I have a whole room full of that stuff so um, basically I, I piled it all onto one shelf and I have that sort of like this reserve shelf of stuff that just gets relisted over and over again and is slowly getting whittled away not really whittled away because I whittle it away and then I add some three or four more things to the pile but you know the the net effect is I'm getting rid of stuff but then again it's the beginning of the garage sale season which brings us to last weekend where uh, Scott 2.0 Scott McGregor and I loaded up the old minivan with the Tom Tom and my binoculars and we had a little itinerary where uh, right down the street from us was a neighborhood garage sale and then we were gonna head to our usual haunts and which turned out to be actually a really good plan um, uh, the first the first trip right next right next door basically maybe a quarter mile half mile down the road there was a neighborhood sale and I'd been there last year and scored really good I don't know if you can hear in the background but uh, the garbage trucks are here and uh, <laughs> emptying the garbage I'm so I timed these things so well um, last year I think it was a lawnmower that, that was uh, cutting through this um, so anyway we get to this neighborhood garage sale and I'd been there last year and on pretty much this it was the same sort of thing it was a Friday Saturday and Sunday we got there on Friday not many people were setting up same as last year because yeah, they had work or they figured people aren't going to be around as much on Friday because it's a work day or they didn't want to you know they weren't motivated to get up and have their garage sale ready by nine o'clock whatever it was the same as last year it's kind of a rich neighborhood they don't have the eye of the tiger they're not hungry for that garage sale money you know it doesn't it's more about clearing out a little space for them than to actually bring in a little money so eh, you know um so we got there and it was pretty sparse, but that's why we put it on there first, because we could just bail and go off into where we knew there would be fertile garage sale ground. So, but we were finding a couple. The first garage sale we found had this sort of little short Captain Kirk guy in there who sold me a couple lawn chairs, which we'd been looking for for our backyard. And they were great. They were old 70s lawn chairs, you know, the folding kinds. And they're plastic, bright yellow plastic, but it's that really rubbery, um, um, spongy kind of plastic. It's really neat. It was very, uh, all the lawn chairs looked like that in the 70s. Bright colored, um, spongy plastic. And uh, there's sort of beach stuff, but it, it, it's the kind of thing that you don't really want to lay, lay on it in your bare skin. It's kind of the thing you put a towel down on because you get that melty hot rubber going on but uh that was that was right off the bat then the next one we went to um great score 
I don't know how I'm gonna deal with it right now. It's a magic mushroom lamp. It's like, I think the Magic Mushroom Company of California. Imagine that. God damn it, now after my episode 420, I can't even say anything like that before people are just gonna be like, <laughs> you all got a magic mushroom lamp. <laughs> Damn you. But these things are really collectible. I sold one for my roommate once that she used to have in her store. And I think it went for like $500 or something like that. Then I found a tiny one last year. It was just a little teeny one. And I think I got about $100 for this. This one I've seen ones just like it going on eBay for around selling for around $350. Here's the catch with these things. Um... They're made out of this gnarled wood and moss, and on top of them for the lampshade is this coral that looks like the head of a mushroom. And so when they light up, they're really neat. The coral sort of glows, and they're kind of hippie and woodsy, but at the same time really cheesy and like, you know, weird aunt's house sort of looking or grandma's house sort of looking. Um, but they're nicely made. The, the problem with them is, is the, the coral on top of them is really super fragile. The one I sold for my roommate, um, I spent a lot of time packaging it in this huge box to make sure that I could pad everything. I took the shade off the lamp and wrapped it in layers of bubble wrap and had newspaper around it and just went to you know, the the person who bought it was telling me how hard it was to ship these things and sent very detailed directions on how to uh, ship something like this and i followed him to a t and of course when he got the item it was it was broken in half and i was just like man i'm i'm really sorry what do you want to do about this we had it insured and all this and he was like ah, no problem it always happens when you ship these things and I know a friend who restores these things. I sort of anticipated that it would be broken. He was really cool about it. I may have told this story last year. I don't know. For, uh, episode 420. Um, but I don't anticipate <laughs> a future buyers to be as cool on eBay. So I'm not sure what I want to do with it. Um, and then I plugged it in and it didn't light up, which is really weird because it doesn't have any kind of... It's just a straight-up plug to a, a, a light fixture. No switch, nothing. And it's it just doesn't light up. It's all, all the pieces are tight, so there's no, like... It really wouldn't make sense for anything to be loose or the wire broken or connections broken anywhere, but... For some reason, it doesn't work. So I have to get to the bottom of that before I, I sell it. Because <laughs> that will definitely affect the, the price of it. But that was a nice nice score right off the bat. And that was $20. She had $25 on it and asked if she would take $20 for it. And she said, sure. So that was great right off the bat. Um, <laughs> as soon as we got into this neighborhood, this we, we met one of the guys that I just hate and it's not a specific person it's just an archetype and that's angry um, socially inept garage sale guy who goes out trying to find fame and fortune and he got into this neighborhood sale 
and there weren't that many garage sales. So he comes walking in and sees me and Scott, and I guess, I, I hate to think it, but he saw us and he goes, ah, they're fellow angry collector men like me. And so he just comes storming up on this garage sale and starts bitching at me and Scotty. Why the hell over this neighborhood? God damn it, there's no garage sales anywhere. They said there were going to be garage sales. I went to the one over down the street. Supposed to be a huge garage sale. Nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing. And so he's just walking in with this hostile attitude, bitching about all these people's neighbors and their neighborhood and their garage sale while coming to their garage sale. And I was just like, well, you know, I was here last year and it was sort of like this, you know, you might want to come back tomorrow and everybody will be set up. I don't want to come back tomorrow. I came here today. <sighs> Go fuck yourself, dude. That's basically what I got to say to people like that. If you're going out and it's so important that you're going to get wound up, don't even do it. You're not going to make, this guy's not going to make enough money to, to make it worth his gallbladder exploding because the garage shales are not catering to his needs you know so oh it just it, it annoys me it's as if as if the garage shales owed him punctuality as if they were real businesses that you know I, this garage shale has lost its reputation for me it's frustrating but you know Jesus Christ dude have one little shred of dignity when you're when you're going out and and interacting with other people in their driveways you know anyway uh, pretty pretty soon we we uh we pulled the cord on on that neighborhood and headed into definite fertile grounds where oh my god i got so many it wasn't a huge haul, but it was a good, solid haul. First of all, you know, put the magic mushrooms right on uh, as the first thing. I was already like, okay, definitely making some some money here. Um, uh, found a, a game called Master Labyrinth by Ravensburger, and I haven't had time to really look that one up. But Ravensburger games and puzzles and stuff just seem to be really good. They seem to be made with a lot of quality. So I just pick them up. I think it was like a dollar or something. I got a Walkman in its original packaging. A Sony Walkman. And it's a later one because it's got all the bells and whistles. It's got Mega Bass and like 10 programmable channels and Dolby Noise Reduction. Which if you're old enough to remember Dolby Noise Reduction, you just go, wow, dude. It's got metal and regular setting for the tape. All, everything you'd want for your Walkman. I, I imagine it probably has the the setting where it would uh, fast forward to the blank spot between songs. All that, all that fun shit. Um, nice score were three air blur, bleh, air blown inflatables. And those are those things you see sitting in people's front yards that are like six feet tall with lights in them with a little fan blowing them up. And I got three of them for five bucks a piece. Two of them are unopened. They're all in their original packaging and ready to go. The other one's open and it's three ghosts. It's like the ghostly trio brothers from, um, oh, what, what the hell was that? that comic with, uh, with Casper the Friendly Ghost. That's, um, 
his his ghostly cousins. They look like them coming out of a jack-o'-lantern. I might keep that one. But there's a baby announcement one with a stork. And there's a Thanksgiving one with a turkey. And I got all those for five bucks a piece. Which is an awesome price for, for those things. They're, they're actually, for being sick and everything, they actually fold up into a pretty decently sized box and they're not very heavy. So they're good for shipping. And, you know, the turkey one around Thanksgiving, that'll go for 50, 60 bucks. And it looks like the baby stork goes for the same. I got a, um, a 3M bookshelf game which I always like I might keep those because I sort of like the bookshelf games they, they, they were made to look like a, a, a volume a book a volume in a like encyclopedia set or something and this one's called executive decision and it's a financial game and it cracks me up because I used to work with a dishwasher who talked about masturbating a lot it's a long story but he was on the autistic spectrum and would talk about <laughs> masturbating a lot to the point of where we said look if you're going to talk about this you have to come up with some sort of euphemism for it because it's it's really disturbing the waitresses when they come back here and and such and so he thought about it overnight and he came back and he decided and i think this was because there was a movie named the same thing at the same around the same time but he decided to call masturbation the executive decision which I thought was brilliant. So it adds a layer to this game. I got a Lego set with um, three jungle animals that that'll probably go for $40, $50. But unfortunately, I'll have to go and, and put it all together to make sure that it's all there. Um, pardon me while I sip my sparkling seltzer water. Um, I got this weird... Kodak film book and it was like movie movie book uh, history of the movies you know that that was put out like in the early 70s but it had a wraparound dust cover that was basically a big come on uh, to get people to invest movie in movies through Kodak through this sort of arm of Kodak that was a motion picture division so I think they sent this book out to rich people and on the cover it said, think of the best movie you've ever seen. And think about how you would feel if you were involved in it. I got a little hardcover book set uh, of the doll people. There was two books. And it just looked it looked kind of neat. And it was 50 cents. And it's in beautiful shape. A little hardcover. I might be able to do something with that. I got this Excalibur. It's not a game, but it's an electronic thing that, that called the Night Navigator, which um, you can find constellations in the sky with it. That seemed kind of neat. A book called Happy Days by Albin Butler Jr., which is a World War I um, remembrance type of book, but he was a cartoonist. So it reminds me of Ernie Pyle, who was a World War II cartoonist, but, you know, back in World War I. And it's you don't see many things from World War One, and it was it was just neat and it's cartoons so I got that I got a game called Junior Magna Sticks which is a little toy that's basically a base with three really strong magnets set into it three magnetic bases that you could build structures out of these other magnets with and you use the polarity to do to 
you know you have to put things in the right pro polarity to to make certain certain um, sculptures. Um, a big floor puzzle of a of a ballerina, <laughs> little girl ballerina. Um, sounds weird, but it's really nice. It's you could tell it, it probably costs like thirty dollars in the in the store, and it's in pristine condition. Um, that was about it for like Garage Island on Friday, but I've I've gotten a few things here and there, a hit and run. Uh, Scott and I went to an estate sale, and I got these two um, remote joystick controllers for an Atari 2600 or a Commodore 64 so that was pretty neat they were unused they were in their in their original packaging I actually sold one of them for 54 bucks on eBay and I got the other one up so we'll see how that does um, I found a great well I didn't find but my roommate found a great library bookstore where they sell all the hardcovers for a dollar and all the soft covers for 50 cents and I've just been picking up beautiful hardcovers, big coffee table books and stuff there. I got a, a beautiful old 70s hardcover, like science fiction encyclopedia, beautifully illustrated. Obviously, like, translated from French. It's French, a lot, lot of French artists and French authors. Really good, really beautiful picture book. Uh, neat Stephen King interview book called Feast of Fear that's a collection of his interviews which I was going to resell because it goes for a good good bit on eBay but then I started reading it and it's really wonderfully edited it's fascinating right now I'm reading an interview in it with Stephen King and George Romero right after they did Creepshow and about that time period they were thinking about making The Stand so it's a really interesting um interview um i got um a couple cheesy paintings or prints of paintings um one of like an old west scene but weird very colorful in a weird way i just i just like the way it looks i got a set of dumbbells that somebody at work wanted and a cafeteria tray with it's really really colorful picture of aquarium fish swimming around on it you gotta see it it's kind of neat to to see why i would actually pick that up but um otherwise that's it i got a good nice little start to the summer uh i didn't take up a lot of space in my garage i got one of the airblown um the airblown stork up on ebay so hopefully i'll be getting that out of here pretty soon um yeah, not much more to say, but it's looking like looking up to be a good summer. I'm gonna be going garage shilling in a couple days on uh, Saturday, and then I'll be going to see Godzilla directly after garage shilling. So Saturday is gonna be a good day. Maybe I'll even do the garage shell gloat glo right after that. Maybe right after seeing Godzilla when I'm all ramped up into Godzilla ness. But um. Otherwise, I'll be putting these out regularly, just like last summer. Um, yeah. As always, go to um, our Two True Freaks Facebook site and sign up. That way you can you can post up messages to Garage Shale Gloat. I'll eventually work out um, a uh, um, <laughs> email for Garage Shale Gloat, but you can contact me through the Facebook page right now. 
And um, as always, check out all the other Two True Freaks podcasts. There's 18 million of them, so I'm sure there's one that you want to listen to. Uh, what else is there? Oh, yes. Go to twotruefreaks.com, and if you use Amazon to buy anything, we have a link there. And if you go to that link, it just takes you to Amazon magically, just like you'd, you would always go there. But whenever you buy something, they give us a little percentage of it, which doesn't get added to your charge. It gets taken away from Amazon's profits. Somehow they think it's a good idea to give it to us. And we think that's a great idea. So we encourage you to do that. And uh, happy sailing. I'll see you next week or soon enough. invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this. <laughs>